Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, verses 1 through 11, called That I May Know Him. You've all heard of the battle of the flesh and the spirit, and sometimes we're tempted to do things we ought not do as believers, and that's one primary battle. But there's another battle with the flesh, and it's this. It's a religious battle. It's this temptation to rely on performance to think that that makes me good with God. And there is nothing wrong with serving God with the best that you have. You should. But if you're simply checking boxes and you think, well, if I did this, this, and this today, then he loves me. And if I didn't, then he loves me not. He loves me. He loves me a lot. He loves me. You're going to be on this constant roller coaster, which is not what God wants for you. On your worst day, he loves you. And on your best day, he loves you. You are in a covenant, a new covenant with God. Amen? And so we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We glory in Christ Jesus and we put zero confidence in the flesh. This is the path for believers. We worship the Lord. We draw near to him. We glory in the cross and we put zero confidence in the power of our flesh. Jesus put it this way. Apart from me, you can do zero. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, someone might say, well, Paul, where do you get such authority? On what basis might you say such things? Look at verse 4. Although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. Here's my resume if you want to compare. I was circumcised the eighth day, verse 5. Of the right nation, the nation of Israel, the chosen ones. I'm of the right tribe, the tribe of Benjamin, the uh, tribe that kings came from. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. That is, I had a Hebrew mom and a Hebrew dad, pure stock. As to the law, I hit the highest echelon of religious service or position of Pharisee. If you want to know about my passion or zeal, I was so passionate, I persecuted the church of Jesus Christ. And if you want to know about the righteousness which is in the law, I was found blameless. I showed up at the right days with the right clothing. I tithed of mint and cum and I fasted twice a week. I did my prayers. I was at the morning and the evening offerings. I was at the festivals. I did it all right. I was so passionate about God and his kingdom that I tried to stamp out what I believed to be a false kingdom. That is the kingdom of Christ until I was confronted on the road to Damascus and I saw a bright light. Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He didn't know the Lord. Now, if you took your resume and compared it to Paul's, how would you be doing? When it comes to the outward working of the law, would you be found blameless? Be honest. We'll ask people who live with you after this. (laughs) Paul was an amazing man in terms of a religious man ritual and passion for who he, who he was and what he did, second to none. But all of it was a waste. He says, but whatever things were gained to me, 
7. Those things I've counted as loss for the sake of Christ. The word loss there has the idea of a detriment or the idea of tossing unneeded cargo off of a ship because it was weighing it down. Paul's spiritual spreadsheet shifted when he met the Lord on the road to Damascus. And everything that he had in the positive category, this side of the ledger, he put into the negative category. Every box that he checked, every work that he did, every outward act of righteousness for the sake of the law and impressing people, he put it from the gain category into the loss category. Every trophy by human endeavor was a loss. Can you imagine how devastated Paul must have been when he realized that everything that he had done for religious reasons was actually detrimental to him knowing God. Wow. I mean, that is an amazing revelation. And Paul says, they meant nothing. In fact, they're now a loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, look at verse 8. I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value. This is the superiority, the... uh, uh, Super abundance. It's the, this idea of the top of the top, of the surpassing value of, here's our key word, knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish. You could translate garbage or what could be thrown to the dogs. I count them all rubbish or garbage in order that I may gain Christ. Some of us are going to have to lose all of that stuff to truly know Jesus Christ. We're going to have to chuck a lot of the, and I'm going to put this in quotes, religious baggage that we carried in to a church or the hearing of the gospel. Because so many of you are caught in this cycle where you measure everything by how how well you performed. Some of you think that you're saved on one day and lost the next, and you go back and forth and up and down, and that's not what God has for you. The Lord wants you to understand that the ultimate gain is to know him. Everything else can be tossed away. Now, all that you do for Christ, of course, has great benefit. But here's what Paul says, that I may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own. And that was Paul's problem. He was trying to do a righteousness of his own, derived from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which comes from God, notice, on the basis of faith. The gospel is simply this. In order to know God, a foreign righteousness must come into your life. It's not a righteousness that you can produce because our righteousness is is as of filthy rags before the Lord. All of our good works without this relationship really mean nothing. They're not going to get anybody in on that day. Nobody's going to be comparing resumes at the pearly gates. What's going to get us in is whether we're in Christ and have a righteousness which comes to us outside of ourselves. What is this righteousness, you ask? This is Christ's righteousness. Christ fulfilled all righteousness when he came to the planet. He fulfilled the law. He got baptized to fulfill all righteousness. And his perfect life 
substitutionary death and triumphant resurrection come to any person, are credited to any account when you put your trust in the finished work of Christ. And here's what happens. When Christ died on the cross, all of your sin went to him and he bore the punishment. He was treated as though he committed all of our sins. And when you receive Jesus as Lord, all of his righteousness comes to your account by faith. This is what Genesis 15, 6 teaches. Abraham believed in the Lord and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Amen? So that when the Lord looks at you today, my brother, my sister, he sees you wrapped in the righteousness of Christ. That's who you are. And that's the only way you getting in. Because if you fail in one point of the law, James 2.10, you're guilty of all of it. Because the essence of the law is to love God with everything I am and love my neighbor as myself. And I have woefully failed more times than I'd like to tell you from up here on those two things. And those are the essence of the law. But what God has done in the gospel is allowed Jesus Christ, the perfect sinless son of God, the lamb without spot or blemish, to take my spot, to do what I could not do, to take my punishment. And in him, I find a righteousness, which is perfect. Not only am I a forgiven man, but I have the righteousness of Christ credited to my account simply by faith. Oh, glory to God. Amen? Good time for a praise the Lord and an amen. This is the good news of the gospel. And it's not easy believism and it's not cheap faith. It, is, it cost him everything. And I will tell you this, in knowing him, it's going to cost you as well. Because when Paul gets to the crescendo of the text, he says these words, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. If you're taking notes, there's three things there that I may know him. Then he talks about the power and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Now, I love the idea of power. I love how it flows out of my mouth. Power. Power. Right? I love when Jesus hushed the waves of the sea. Quiet! And the sea went, okay. When he said to demons, be quiet! And the demon was like, love it. Power! Lazarus! Come forth out of the tomb. And out came Lazarus. Power! Unmitigated power! Love it. I like part A of Philippians 3.10. We preachers, we, we're, we're famous for this. We, we can give part A of verses. And if I could stop there right today with the power, it would, it would feel good. But there's a part B to the verse. Do you see what it is? It's the power of his resurrection. And what? The fellowship of his sufferings. You've been listening to the Walk in Truth weekend program. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year. 
and you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. It would feel good, but there's a part B to the verse. Do you see what it is? It's the power of his resurrection, and what? The fellowship of his suffering. Now that part, I want you to hear this very, very well. You will never know the power of the resurrection without the fellowship of his sufferings. You never will know it. Because you are not going to have Sunday morning without Friday. You ain't going to get a resurrection without a crucifixion. There is no resurrection without the suffering. And Paul has this thorn in his flesh. And three times he says, Lord, remove it, remove it, remove it. Many of us have been there. Lord, take this away. Why do you allow this to linger in my life? And the Lord's response, my grace is sufficient. My power is perfected in weakness. What? That's so contra the world. But then Paul starts rejoicing about his weaknesses. Why? Think about this. The title that we may know him, the point of the Christian life that we may know him, the word, the fellowship of his sufferings. What does the word fellowship mean, brethren? It means closeness. It means to know someone well. And what Paul is saying is the way that I've gotten to know my Lord well is through suffering. The way I've experienced the power of the resurrection is through the fellowship of the sufferings. Oh, it's not my favorite thing to talk about, I'll tell you. But here it is, right before us. We want to know you, Lord, but would you keep us, you know, kind of gliding with some smooth sailing? (laughs) And the Lord's like, 
Well, how deep do you want to go? Do you want to know me? Do you want a fellowship with me? Then I'm going to take you to some depths that you may not have known before, but you're going to find me there. You're going to find me when the thorn hasn't gone away and you've prayed more than three times. You're going to find me when you feel like that person turned their back on you and you can't make sense of it. You're going to find me in the disappointments of life, but you're also going to find my power as you yield to me and are conformed into my image that I may know him. I want to know the power. And yes, I want to know the fellowship of his sufferings. Being conformed to his death. And then Paul gives these words, that I may attain, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Some of you are saying, has Paul gone back to works here? Is he saying that I've got to experience the fellowship of his sufferings to attain to the resurrection? No, Paul had no doubt about him being raised. He knew where he was going. He knew what was going to happen. There's a little technical language in the Greek here, but here's basically what I believe Paul is saying. He's saying, look, as I live my life, I want to get to such a point in my walk here on the earth that my life is so filled with fellowship with knowing him and the power of his resurrection that my life gets elevated to such a place that other spiritually dead people around me will see the power of Christ in my life. That I will attain to such a point in my walk that I will bear witness to the fellowship and the power of Christ. Amen? Is that what you want? There's a cost to that. And this is the part of the Christian life where we get into the idea of walking with the Lord, taking up our cross and following him, and then experiencing the resurrection power. Bow your heart with me. Father, thank you so much for your living word. Thank you for the people of God. Lord, we know that there are many times in our lives when we experience fellowship in unexpected places with our King, depths that you knew, depths that you take us And I don't understand all of it, Lord, but I do understand that it does teach me dependence and it gives me an angle of a view of the power of God that is unique and beautiful. Lord, there are many times when you lift our burdens and I don't want your people for a moment to think that you don't do that because you do. Oftentimes we experience seasons where We fellowship with you in suffering and seasons of great blessing and power. You are sovereign over each of them, Lord. And would you keep your head and heart bowed for a moment and let the word of God just sink down into your soul. And I want to just ask you a couple questions. One, do you know him? If everything was stripped away in this place at this moment and it was you and God, what would his assessment be? This is my child. I know him, her, and he, she knows me. It's a beautiful place to be. And I would encourage you to just say, Lord, I want to know you better this week. When I open my Bible, that's going to be my aim, to know you better, to get closer, to seek your face. 
Maybe your response would be, I don't know if I know him. I, I've been checking boxes. I've been, I got the lingo and I know what to say, but I don't know where I'm at. Then the Bible says, make your calling and election sure. Settle it today. Come to the Lord. Come to him just as you are. Repent of your sin. Tell him you believe in the gospel. My last address to your heart is to prodigals who you know you've wandered way away from home. And you could say, yeah, I know him, but man, it's nowhere near what it was before. Lord, we know that each one of us could say every day we could repent and return to our first love. So right now, I'm going to do that. I pray collectively we will do that, that we repent of overconfidence in the flesh. We repent of ritual instead of relationship. We just get back to knowing you better and making you known. Thank you, Father. Would you minister to your people? Would you bless them? Would you encourage them? Would you bear their burdens and strengthen them for the week ahead? Would you heal those who are crying out right now? Healing of hearts and broken places. You know what they are, Father. Would you allow your Holy Spirit to just wash over us, Lord? Renew the joy of your salvation in us, Lord, and a right spirit in us. And this week, I pray that we'll just get to know you a little bit better. You've been listening to That I May Know Him, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, verses 1 through 11. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We're looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so that what we have from the church can be used for expansion please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, the bottom line is that I want to know the one who made me. If your goal in life is to know him, to know him more and more, deeper and deeper, he will be found. 
And you can go as deep as you want to go, man. You know, the ball is in your court in this regard. God's at work, but you got to work out what he's working in. And that means your Bible's not going to fly off the shelf and land in front of you. He wants you to be a disciple, which means to prioritize kingdom priorities. And the more you do, the more you will know him. The deeper you will go, the more wise you will become, the more you will become like Christ. And you will shine in this world, which is what he wants us to do, is to shine for him. This is Pastor Michael. Hey, we're going to be moving into another amazing section in Philippians. We've entitled it Press On. We're going to be looking at a sports image. We're going to go right into the arena of the running race. And I don't want you to miss this one. So make sure that you are listening and make sure that if you do miss a message and you'd like to catch up, you avail yourself to the messages on Walk in Truth. When you go to your favorite podcast app, just search for Walk in Truth. We're on just about every platform and you can listen there, share it with friends and stay uh, up to date with the amazing book of Philippians. We'll see you right here tomorrow for Press On. And don't forget, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, verses 12 through 16, called Press On. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.